From Saskatoon, from their first self-titled CD, that was Davai the Rye, an original composition by this outstanding group of young musicians. And that uh, Davai the Rye for the Ukrainian Challenged is a half English, half Ukrainian uh, sentence. Davai means give, the rye means rye, and we're talking about grain, but in a refined sort of way. Вітаю вас всіх, шановні радіослухачі, на радіопередачу «Наш голос». Говорить Павліна Макуарі, дякую, що рішили перебути зі мною наступну годину. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Paulette Demchuk Macquarie, your host. Thank you so much for joining me. We have a great program lined up for you. Irena Bell from the Ukrainian radio program in Ottawa will be along to tell us about a traditional Ukrainian instrument, the trembita. We have news for you, courtesy Ukraine Today, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a tune that uh, is very near and dear to my heart because I learned it at Ukrainian camp in, in Saskatchewan a few years back. And I would just like to say a special thank you to Luba Bilash of Edmonton, who helped with the translation. Actually, she did it all. She translated all the lyrics to this song into English. They are available on a wonderful site called peacenee.org.ua, along with probably millions of Ukrainian folk songs. But they are all, uh, the lyrics are only in Ukrainian. And I wanted the lyrics in English for my niece, who raises chickens. So I wanted to give the translation of the lyrics to her and also for other uh, Ukraine, no, Ukrainian relatives who don't speak the language but uh, would appreciate the song and the sentiment. And if anyone else is interested in the lyrics, I'll be posting those on the blog along with a link to the peacenee.org.ua site. So to Luba, thank you very much once again, and also to Oresha uh, Trach in Winnipeg, who also jumped on board along with Tanya Chekhovich from here, from here in Vancouver, uh, with offers to help. And I understand that uh, you love the song too. So here is Millennia from Edmonton from their most recent CD, Bratya, and their rendition of Kurochka the Chicken. <laughs> Курка, чупа, турка, видимо, и курочка. 
Pilasie, palavne, Jesus, Pilasie, a te tie postom vieja, a tvoj baron kruto rohi, a tvoj indik, tik, 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 a te husia, susia, susia, a te kašo drita skače, a te kurka, čupa kurka, vide moje kuročka. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Ukrainian singer and businesswoman by the name of Oksana Mucha from her CD Reshito and a song called Porizalam Palchuk, I Cut My Finger. Up next, a little closer to home, we have Borisichon from Mission BC and Tijimena Pidmanula, You Deceived Me.
Now, the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. One soldier is dead. Three others are in critical condition after stepping on a landmine in eastern Ukraine. Ukraine's military spokesperson also says there were about a dozen shellings overnight. Russian-backed separatist forces continue to use heavy artillery weapons banned under the Minsk deal. Several Ukrainian positions were also hit by enemy fire in the Donetsk region. According to the Ukrainian army, militant snipers were also working in areas near Taramchuk village in the Luhansk region. Another night of shelling in eastern Ukraine. According to Ukrainian military press office, the hottest zone remains a small city of Avdiivka in Donetsk region. Aside from small arms, Russian-backed separatist forces continue to use large-caliber weapons and grenade launchers that are banned under Minsk agreements. The direction of the port city of Mariupol also sustained fire from the Russian-backed militants. The Ukrainian army positions were attacked at least 10 times overnight. Russian tanks continue to arrive in eastern Ukraine. Moscow advances dozens of combat vehicles, red missile systems and mortars to the Russian-backed separatists in the occupied territories of Donetsk and Luhansk regions. Kyiv says the arms are transported by trains every day. The militants use them to shell the positions of the Ukrainian soldiers along the whole contact line. There are fears provocations may be planned for May 9, which is when Russia celebrates Victory Day over the Nazi Germany. Over half a million children in Ukraine's war-torn Donbass region need immediate help. This is according to UNICEF. The aid organization says at least one in five schools have been destroyed. Same goes for kindergartens. UNICEF staff claim more than 300,000 kids are unable to continue their education. Nearly the same amount of children cannot go back home because the buildings were damaged in the war. The website at the center of an international scandal will cease its existence. Ukraine-based Marotvorets aimed to disclose members of terrorist organizations of the self-proclaimed Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republics. However, recently the site published a list of journalists accredited to work in the occupied territories of Donetsk and Luhansk regions, alleging they cooperated with the Russian-backed separatist forces. The people on the list included prominent foreign and Ukrainian print and television reporters. The disclosure of private information was swiftly criticized by not only the media, but also international politicians. Nadia Savchenko, Ukrainian pilot, imprisoned and convicted in Russia, is turning 35 today. This is her second birthday while in Russian custody. Savchenko's mother, Maria, is already in Russia, hoping to get a chance to visit her daughter. According to lawyers, Nadia Savchenko already signed all the legal documents required for extradition to Ukraine. It is his first day on the job, and Ukraine's new prosecutor general now has to pick his team. According to several media reports, Yuri Lutsenko has already chosen two deputy prosecutors. Both of Lutsenko's choices have previously worked at the office of Ukraine's prosecutor general. However, Oleksiy Bahanets and Ihor Sherbina were let go by Lutsenko's controversial predecessor, Viktor Shokin. Triumphant return for Eurovision 2016 winner Jamala. The Ukrainian singer received a warm welcome at Kiev's Burespol International Airport. Jamala said her fans and family's support were extremely helpful. I had my parents call me from Crimea. They said there are fireworks there and everyone was so happy to see me win. The Ukrainian singer of Crimean Tatar origin added that the story of her family of Crimean Tatars was finally heard. Europe paid attention because the story came from her heart. Eurovision 2016 winner Jamala now has the title of the People's Artist of Ukraine. The title is the highest official honor an entertainer can receive from the Ukrainian government. Ukraine's president granted Jamala the honor after her victory in Stockholm. Petro Poroshenko thanked the Ukrainian singer for bringing the story of the Crimean Tatar deportation to the world. The Ukrainian president also added that his family was glued to their television screens during the Eurovision Grand Final. Jamala publicly expressed her thanks in a Facebook post, saying although receiving the title is a great honor, her goal was to sing for Ukraine. 
Mass detentions and searches of Crimean Tatars continue on the Russian-occupied peninsula. The vice chairman of the Crimean Tatar Majlis was detained on Thursday by Russia's FSB agents. Ilmi Umerov was taken from his home in Bakhchisarai. He was transported to Simferopol, questioned and later released on conditions of not being able to leave Crimea. This is not the only case of detention following raids on Crimean Tatar homes. Earlier, the so-called Russian prosecutor Natalia Poklonska claimed to have detained several members of organizations recognized in Russia as extremists. May 18th marks the 72nd anniversary of the deportation of the Crimean Tatars. In 1944, around 200,000 people were forced to be taken away from their homes by the order of the Soviet leader Joseph Stalin. And today, this photo exhibition is dedicated to the victims of the communist repressions. The exhibition features 10 portraits of the Tatars who personally experienced the deportation. Their stories begin on the day the Soviet police broke into their homes. The communists accused them of cooperation with Nazi Germany, and in two days, almost all Tatars living on the peninsula were moved to Central Asia. We published personal stories of 10 people who survived the deportation. They are the representation of the people. They bear the genetic code of the nation. So we wanted to tell this tragedy through their exact words. The organizers of the exhibition read the stories of the Crimean Tatars out loud. They say they want to explain the full scale of this crime, because even now many Ukrainians either don't know or confuse the facts about the deportation. And this is uh, more than just what it, it looks like. It's not just an exhibition, because when you take the paper and read these stories in a few paragraphs, you feel that fear, that um, emotions that were felt by the people who survived from the deportation. The Crimean Tatars say the communist-like repression still exists in today's Crimea, occupied by Russia. The peninsula is surrounded by fear and hatred. The so-called local authorities raid mosques and detain dozens of Muslims on a regular basis. In Majlis, the representative body of Crimean Tatars is now considered an extremist organization. Ukrainian government needs to approve bills aimed to dealing with the consequences of the deportation. Because this deportation is ongoing, people like Mustafa Jamilov, Rafat Chubaro, now Russia has banned them from entering Crimea. Russia is doing this to push out the Crimean Tatars from their homeland. I think they want to force the members of Majlis to give up their connections to the institution. Well, certainly deportation uh, of populations is, is a very serious violation of human rights. And if you look in the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court, you see that forcible expulsion of population from a territory uh, does constitute a crime. So that's the law of today, and uh, back in 1944, uh, it was also considered a crime against humanity. In 2015, Ukrainian parliament recognized the deportation as a genocide. They have called on the United Nations to do the same. Crimean Tatars hope joint efforts of the international community will stop the persecutions on the Russian-occupied peninsula. They will continue to organize events like this to bring the issue to the forefront. Sergei Ganesian in Kyiv for Ukraine Today. Hundreds of musicians have taken to the streets of Buchach, a town in western Ukraine. That's where the parade of brass orchestras took place over the weekend. The outdoor concert gathered quite a few spectators. Another captivating performance was in the city of Kharkiv in northeastern Ukraine. French ambassador to Ukraine, Isabel Dumont, played cello with the symphony orchestra of the Kharkiv Regional Philharmonia. This is such a pleasure for me, the first concert in Ukraine and the first time I am performing with a professional orchestra. Because I don't consider myself a professional cellist, first and foremost, I am a diplomat. The French ambassador is known for her musical talents. She began her education at just seven years old. Isabel Dumont says she brings her cello to wherever her diplomatic mission takes her. She's already performed with an amateur orchestra in Turkey and the United States. 
an underground concert, soldiers from Ternopil decided to break a record on their downtime. The orchestra of the 44th Artillery Brigade performed Ukraine's national anthem nearly 300 meters underground. The salt mine near a town of Solidar in Donetsk region played host to the artsy military men. Twenty members of the Military Brass Orchestra, as well as their conductor, are now in Ukraine's National Book of Records. Association of Ukrainian Business in Poland and the International Society of Polish Entrepreneurs in Ukraine have signed an agreement on cooperation in Warsaw. Russian aggression in Ukraine forced Ukrainian companies to seek new markets. That's why neighboring Poland is becoming more attractive for business. The phenomenon of the last two years is that more and more Ukrainian companies transfer their assets to Poland or start production here. Moreover, they work not only in Poland, but also use it as a launching pad for entering the EU markets. Ukrainian businessmen have brought many new ideas to the international forum the day of Ukrainian business in Warsaw. Our company has been working in Poland for two years. We work in the field of mechanical engineering, which is required in all sectors. Honestly, Polish companies can cope with the volume of orders, so it's an opportunity for Ukrainian business to be very well represented here. Yaroslav Romanchuk helps Ukrainian businessmen to find their niche and develop business in Poland. He says that Ukrainian goods can be really competitive in the European market. Ukrainian businessmen are very active in IT sector, food and agriculture industry. Our agriculture products are in a high demand, but we haven't learned yet how to present and make them attractive. As my granny said about women, who can prepare but cannot present a dish. And also small engineering and precision machining technology shouldn't be forgotten as attractive sectors also. According to Romanchuk, the Polish businessmen in Ukraine have more experience than the Ukrainian businessmen in Poland, but they can share experience with each other. Margarita Sitnik, Igorantinuk, reporting from Warsaw for Ukraine Today. The Victors, a social multimedia project, is now on display in the western Ukrainian city of Ivano-Frankivsk. The exhibit features stunning images of soldiers and volunteers who lost limbs during the war but persevered despite all odds. Nazar Barelko is one of the victors. The 28-year-old soldier was severely wounded in eastern Ukraine, near the town of Shastya. Barelko's leg had to be amputated in order to save his life. But the young man says he is grateful to be alive. We also lose something in order to gain something in return. Even though I lost something physically, a part of my body, I gained a lot mentally and spiritually. A lot has changed since. I've met new friends, my wife. Actually, we met while I was in the hospital. In every negative situation, you have to find something positive. 18 individual stories of courage, stories of war and love, and of course, the incredible power of the human spirit. One of Ukraine's most popular magazines, Viva, published a special edition featuring these photos by famous photographer Alexander Mordorer and first-hand accounts from the heroes themselves. Solomia Vititska, news presenter at Ukraine's OnePlus One channel, was instrumental in bringing the project to life. Aside from opening the victors in Ivano-Frankivsk and other cities across Ukraine, Vititska also took the exhibit to Toronto, Canada in March of this year. The project's main goal is to gather funds for the advancement of prosthetic development in Ukraine. Sulamia Vititska says it is crucial for Ukrainian specialists to get the right training. After the second round of a joint mission to support prosthetic development here in Ukraine, Canadian and American specialists were able to teach the tricks of the trade to our very own prosthetists. We ended up granting five certificates to Ukrainian specialists for free training in Canada, after which they will be able to return to Ukraine with new skills and abilities to provide the best prosthetic care possible in the country. Viva magazine's special edition titled The Victors or Help the Hero will be published in English in the coming weeks. All of the proceeds from the sale of the charity issue will go towards improving prosthetic care in Ukraine. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv. Слухайте радіо передачу Наш Голос Радіо Українського Коріння на багатомовній радіостанції AM 1320 у місті Ванкувері. You're listening to Наш Голос Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Усміхнеться доля, Звінуть наші волі женьки, Як роса на сонці, Запанує мили братя У своїй сороці. Тіло ми положим за нашу свободу і покажем, що ми браття козацького роду.
That was Brateha Dukina, which means the Viper Brothers, and that is a song from their CD called Shchaslevoi Dorohe, which is the Ukrainian way of saying Bon Voyage, and that song was the immigrant song. This is Irena Bell, producer and host of the Ukrainian Hour on Chin Radio in Ottawa with a Did You Know Chisnalevi segment and special greetings to the listeners of Nasholos. Did you know that the world's longest wind instrument is the Ukrainian trembita? The trembita is a cone-shaped tube made from pine or spruce, similar to an alpine horn, without any side openings. Its length can reach up to 4 meters. The trembita, that's T-R-E-M-B-I-T-A, the trembita, produces sounds altogether different from those of the alpine horn, and they say that the sound of the trembita can be heard for 10 kilometers. This musical instrument was traditionally used by the Hutsuls, the highlanders of the Ukrainian Carpathians, to inform the whole of the mountain community about important events. And it's still used at numerous festivals in the Carpathians. Many thanks to Irena Bell of the Ukrainian radio program in Ottawa for sharing Chisnalave, did you know, with Nasholis listeners. You can catch her show at www.chinradioottawa.com.
And that was the sounds of the trembita, which Irena explained to you all about, and along with a couple of other instruments that are commonly heard in the Carpathian Mountains of Ukraine. And that was performed by Brian Sherwick of the Kubasonics from their CD, Big Beat Music. And yes, that was Brian on all three instruments. The guy is absolutely amazing. And we'll be hearing from Brian in a future show from a chat that we had not long ago. Again, that was the Kubasonics with a song called Karpatia. Up next, Luba Kowalczuk, also known as simply Luba back in the heyday of the 1980s and 90s when she was very big on the Canadian pop charts. Here she is now with Tsihanochka, the Gypsy. what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On Wednesdays, catch Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasting live from Nanaimo to north and central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and in the greater Vancouver listening area. Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY Radio Malaspina, 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. On Friday, enjoy a pierogi supper at St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Center, 13512 108th Avenue, just off King George Boulevard in Surrey. Doors are open from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. For more information, call 604-531-1923 or visit their website, www.uocstmarysurrey.com.
Nash Hollis now airs in international syndication on the PCJ Radio Network, broadcasting weekly on AM, FM, and shortwave radio to over 20 countries. Information and podcast links on PCJ Radio at www.pcjmedia.com. Channel 8 Omni airs two Ukrainian-language TV shows in the Vancouver viewing area, Contact TV Sundays at 7 a.m., with repeats Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 a.m., and Forum TV Sundays at 8 a.m., with repeats on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Thursdays at 12 noon. And at 6 p.m. on Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me for another hour of fun on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nasholos and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds and more, visit our website at www.nasholos.com. Oh! 
не дарма досить. Остання спроба, чи то пан, чи пропав, просто ближче до серця тебе прогорну і на вухо тихенько скажу, що я тебе люблю. Я тебе люблю, 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 я тебе люблю, 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 я тебе люблю, 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 я тебе люблю. Two songs about love for you there. That was Otvin Ta with Lublu, and before that, a new find by Maria Burmaka, Yak Bermea. Up next, uh, step back in time. This is the Ukrainian connection from Saskatchewan and Hezababa. Let's party. <music> best in Ukrainian programming, tune into Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio in Vancouver every Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on AM 1320 CHMB and streaming at am1320.com. Live in Nanaimo Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM and online at chly.ca and elsewhere in the world on the PCJ Radio Network on AM, FM and Shortwave Radio. In between broadcasts, you can find us online at www.nasholos.com where you
way you can get links to the podcast feeds of all three editions of the show. As well, make sure to follow Nash Holos on Twitter and please like our Facebook page. And our proverb of the week translates as one cannot always trust an old friend. Well, our time is just about up, so to take us to the end of our program, from Vegreville, Alberta, uh, brother and sister duo Diana and Jonathan Locker, from when they were teenagers, they're all grown up now, but they left a few CDs for us for posterity. Here they are now with a tune from one of them, the Bukovinian Dance. I'm Pavlina, on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320, thanks for listening and Dobranich! Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.